Time-obsessed FedEx employee Chuck Noland, Tom Hanks, leaves his girlfriend Kelly, Helen Hunt, on Christmas Eve on an emergency work trip. When the plane crashes somewhere in the Pacific, Chuck figures out how to survive with the help of his friend Wilson. Wilson, official 18 Beach Volleyball, from 2000, directed by Robert Zemeckis, Castaway. And I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I guess now, though, I might want to be a parent to a volleyball. I like yeah, that you, you can be a parent to a volleyball. I sure. like that you gave proper uh, proper uh, credit to Wilson there. Yeah, you know what? I was reading that the Wilson volleyball sold for a very exorbitant sum. You can look up all the the versions of of Wilson have sold for the the most expensive one was is the sticks sticks sticking out of Wilson one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, because they, they, of course, they had more than one volleyball. They used more than one vo- vo- volleyball to shoot, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like the Olsen twins. They had two. <laughs> uh, what, yes, did, but... what did they sell for on the open market? <laughs> oh, that gets into some dark territory. Welcome to, uh, to uh, this is a Mama Needs a Movies Alone for the Holidays theme. Uh, yeah. This episode, this is the episode that coincides with perhaps Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this I think is the last episode we're releasing before Christmas. So, hey, you know what? If you're if you celebrate the holidays, uh, happy holidays to you. If you celebrate any holiday, this <laughs> holidays for you. This is also the mo- the alonest of the alones movies. I think this is the alonest anyone because it's he doesn't spend the holidays with anyone except. Wilson for four years. This is the so, loneliest movie. I think he might be the most alone at the yeah. holidays. You know, when we started this this theme, I was a little bit, I was on board with it, but I was a little bit like, what, what are we doing? And then now I think I figured out I had a revelation this week, which is that, you know, if you're a lot of people out there are, are, have feelings of loneliness and estrangement during the holidays and they don't feel quite loved enough, they don't feel... Uh, like they're around the people they want to be around. And this show is our way by acknowledging loneliness thematically through these works of art and with our guests and, and in ourselves and everything. This is our way of being there for you. You know, yes, the we'll be your family. We, we, we will. I mean, there's a part <laughs> of us will be there for you and you can spend 90 minutes yeah. with, with, with us. And because if you're if you're listening, if you've done the nice thing of listening to us and engaging on these same things, then we consider you a, a friend. You're one of us. You're you, we, 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 we will leave part of ourselves for you to this ho- this uh, holiday oh my God, you're gonna mail little pieces of yourself to all the listeners <laughs> it's Whatever. like a reverse serial killer okay, i tried to say something nice forget <laughs> it forget it forget it forget, it, forget, it, forget it. i said it uh yeah no i'm just saving you from having to 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 feel awkward because you said something sincere <laughs> uh yeah but yeah i guess so um but yes uh, but i think that's exactly what podcasts are they're like are you on a road trip and then or are you on your commute and it's like someone sitting in the car with you telling you about what they think of hot dogs, for example. Mm-hmm. And um, in this case, it's loneliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loneliness yeah. is related to movies. I don't really listen to a lot of movie podcasts, you know, uh, when it's, I listen to when, the only podcast I listen to in relation to movie podcasts are people talking about uh, Blu-rays and DVDs. Right. It'll be, because that's okay, who I, let's introduce our guest. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. Okay, you don't want to hear about that either. Uh, why wouldn't you not want to hear about that? I don't know. Um, I don't our know guest why. today uh, uh, we, is, is one of our favorites. We had our guest on last year. Uh, and so this is a this is a return guest and as uh, a remarkable uh, writer, performer, storyteller, uh, and teacher, uh, uh, teacher, and, and and who we really like and, and we think is good because you know a very funny man, but also not squeamish about about serious things. You know, you can talk to him about serious things. I think too, and uh, but you know, of all these things that he does, his greatest role is that of father. Uh, please welcome back to the show, Brian Finkelstein. Uh, thank you. I think I'm a better writer than a dad, but thank you. Well, hey. <laughs> I think I'm a better I'm everything sure. than a, I'm failing dad. You're putting a, one, like a mark, like your rating for each one every day, like tally them at yeah. the end of the of the, the, the lifetime, I guess. I think we got to wait till see how he turns out, and then I guess that'll be my judgment. And I don't think um, it's going to be good. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's already going that, a bad way. When do you get the report card? Like when do they, as a parent, when do they give you the, when do they say, oh, we judged it. You didn't do, you didn't do a good job, buddy. I think the moment your kid starts talking. Uh, oh, that's part. early though. Yeah. But <laughs> when he starts so saying early. things like, you're the worst and I love mommy more than you. That's, mm. that's my first report card. I got that wow. a couple of weeks ago. Really? Wow. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not five yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what I I started doing with my kid is the, probably when she was like three, she said, Mama, I don't like you. And I said, eh, what's with the not liking? What's not to like? And then <laughs> she could, it was like, oh, that didn't hit like that. You think of this is funny. And so now we do that as a bit. We say we don't like each other to each other. Yeah. Your kid's like a bully. You're, that's like a tactic you use against bullies. You're like, no, that doesn't, uh, you're boring. Your meanness is boring. Like you totally unbullied your kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's smart. It, 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 it has worked so far. So. Yeah, don't give her the satisfaction. Right. Well, I mean, it's just, they're trying to, they're trying to get a reaction and they don't sure. really care how they're getting the reaction. And they're really not, they don't mean anything by it. Uh, except in certain situations where they definitely do hate their parents. <laughs> they also don't have the situation. <laughs> they don't have the vocabulary. So like hate is they don't there. There's not nuance. They're like love or hate alike. Like they don't know. So when they say hate, they don't even really comprehend what hate means yet. You know, no, but not it's at hard all. not to hear that when you hear it. You know what it means. So it, it right. still has an impact, which is. Yeah. And you're like, oh, uh, hate crime. Oh, no, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking yeah. about like. <laughs> different version of hate which is i'm mad that i didn't get juice yeah, yeah exactly i remember okay. for a while hate kind of got banned in my house it was like it was like or not banned but it was like you better that's serious if you say you hate something that's serious and it was like <laughs> uh -huh. oh okay you, know, you don't don't say you hate this. so what did you say not not jamming not jamming with that <laughs> i hope you die yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i curse you i curse you i curse your family if it's something you don't feel that serious about you say you don't like and if it's if it's a, a, uh -huh. a, something you really don't like you say it's a, i curse you in your children's eyes you know oh, okay. i mildly <laughs> dislike you uh, that sounds so much more terrifying if someone's really yeah. mad and they i mildly don't oh, like you that's sociopathic yeah 
I would I would run away. You guys are this new new kind of good parent though that like your kids if your kids can say things and you don't take it literally, you know, you just go, you know, like, okay, you know, I get it. You're a kid. Imagine being a parent that's like <gasps> you said you don't like me. <laughs> yeah. People have parents like that that take it all personally. Well, everybody does take it personally. You just sort through that and go, no, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and some days you say today, Satan. Say today, today. Well, I think for me, it's just like, just find an adult. Tell them what your child did and that adult yeah. will be like, oh, yeah, mine did that too. <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's 90% of parenting is hearing other people tell you the horrible things that their kid did. And being like, all right, well, my kid's not that bad. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, my or, God. Or where yes. my kid is, but it's like, <laughs> oh, at least I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And that, or if their kid is older and it's like, oh, my God, that sounds like, have you had them tested for actually being a psychotic <laughs> monster? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, when they when they go along and they're like, "Yeah, my kid said he wants to kill me and eat my skull," and, she, and you're like, "What? What? what, what? And, Ooh, started, okay. and started burning me while I was sleeping. Well, okay, that's different, but only a little, only yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some very <laughs> there's some very weird. I'm sure outside of LA things that happen, but here it feels like everyone's just like, you know, they're, they're taking a knee and they're listening to the thoughts of a tiny person who has no idea what's going on. But I don't, I, I feel like it's not, that's not every place. We're in a very, well, you're talking about no, even, a, even a rarefied part of LA sort of. Yeah. I think it's only in Gelson's, only in yeah. Gelson's do people uh, parent for uh, a show. Yeah. Yes. In Gelson's, yes. you're liable to hear like a four-year-old be like, that human has a nice shirt. You know, like that's the kind of, that's like, that's the, that's, that's how me. Kids, I do yeah, that. Yeah. I do now that. buy me a Pellegrino, mom. Yeah. You're two. You're two. Okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I can't have another one of you. <laughs> yeah. There's, <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of that's, that. Like, my precious glad. last chance. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're doing this. Um, yeah. I, I guess the, the relevance to parenting and thinking about sort of like you, you bring, you bring all of your, your values to parenting and uh, watching Castaway again for uh, after not seeing it for a while i was like i didn't realize how much this movie is a guy who's like fixated on like you need to sort of check off boxes sometimes very literally with packages but he's like oh i'm going to i'm going to accomplish all of these things in a certain timeline and do it all appropriately and then it it ultimately makes absolutely no difference that he made that choice which feels very like the life of having a small child is like you're like we're gonna go to the zoo it's wonderful and then the plane crash happens and you're uh, like, yes okay we're we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this work the best laid plans of mice and men mm -hmm. uh, yes mm -hmm. just uh, yeah. yeah any day can implode right and uh, then you gotta make you gotta you gotta figure out how to make fire so brian you love <laughs> this movie and i do love uh, this movie Tell me, so the last movie you loved was Coal Miner's Daughter. Uh, yes. This one, I don't see any connection between that one and this one. <laughs> no, and this um, one is so not my, like, I'm not a big um, mainstreamy movie, especially like Tom Hanks. Like, I like Tom Hanks fine, but there was like a run 
of like this castaway i think came after like philadelphia came after mm-hmm. like forrest gump and it was like there was like five or six years where he was always nominated for awards and i was like i couldn't mm-hmm. see it I, I think he's fine and i think he's a great everyman jimmy stewart sort of guy but his movies aren't always my favorite but i think this one hits me because it's i don't know i love the idea of I love the idea of being on an island by myself. I think, I think, I think. Okay. Like it's like when guys, when, when I see prison movies and guys go in the hole, like when they, like, that's a punishment. I'm always like, that's, that's so much nicer than prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather be in solitary. I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's the perfect oh, way Oh, like to be River Kwai, you're just like, yes, yes, go yeah. back. <laughs> put him in the box, put him in the box. Yeah. Because the, because it's easier and you're just self-sufficient and you could just like be alone with your thoughts and eat and do whatever you do. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, there is something about Castaway that's very appealing to me, you know, yeah. pre pre family, pre Bruce and pre wife. It was very appealing to me. Now I think I would want them to come with me, but I think the movies where people go into the woods with their families and go off the grid, those now I like those movies like cast, like I liked Castaway when I was single, but I still love Castaway. I like the what's idea a, of being. Yeah. What's a, what's a family Castaway that you like? There's the one with um oh god I'm terrible with actors name but Ving Mortensen what did I say his name oh Vigo Mortensen yeah Mr. there's one Fantastic. where his family no I don't think is it Mr. Fantastic is it like a hippie yeah. family or is it um yeah it's like him and his wife and they go or no just him and his kids and they go off the grid I think Catherine Hahn is like his ex-wife in it I can't remember anyone else mm-hmm. in it he's got um, a dead re- wife in the one I'm thinking of yeah I think so so is it, I think his ex-wife. Um, or his sister, maybe it's his sister who like, when they finally have to leave the woods, they go stay with her. her. I think this is Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a family castaway. (laughs) The family castaway. We talked about a few weeks ago, a a very literal family castaway movie, uh, Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. It's a childhood. A That's a, this is a genre of story is a person in the world person who has to deal with the elements on their own always a man but it's a it's called a robinsonade and all of those fall into that category this one definitely does because oh, robin robinsonade i uh you know what my favorite robinsonade is <laughs> what the the edge um, mm. which a lot of people don't like as a movie but i but with anthony hopkins and um i mean it's more of just a survivalist tale but is I it like alec baldwin that. is it alec baldwin yes alec i think it's baldwin a great that's a great anthony movie hopkins, yeah yeah, that's when Alec Baldwin acted. Like, it was great in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Alec Elle Baldwin McFer- acted. Yeah. Elle McPherson is his wife, right? That's when Elle McPherson acted. You know, that's yeah. when. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that yeah, might be the most male movie. It's a good <laughs> male movie. <laughs> what about the Robert Redford All Alone on a Boat movie? What's that one? Oh. Uh, all is lost. Uh, all is lost. Yeah. All is lost. That's another castaway-ish movie. It is. It is. But he has so many supplies and he messes everything up. I, yes. <laughs> he's like, oh, I had a, uh, I had the tool and I dropped it overboard. The, the oh alternative God. title for that was Bad Sailor. This guy's a bad <laughs> sailor. Uh, but Terrible. he, uh, yeah, that was one that we, we we considered. That was kind of one on our list of it's of like one man shows. A Castaway is not really a one man show because it has these bookends or it has like a, a a long prologue and then a long. You can see it's really about kind of like how his life changes over the course of being mm-hmm. stranded on a he desert island. He likes he likes he likes uh the wings uh at the Headgum Studio. Uh, oh, outside is that, that building. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he loves but hashtag it, the wings. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think it's like you said, I think it's like a guy, it's just like a simple story about a guy who's 
very organized and regimented and scheduled and he learns how to let go because he out of necessity and then at the end he has to do the ultimate let go which is let go of his love you know for or let go of ownership of his love he still loves her but he loves her enough to let her free that cliche yeah but i think that to me that part is like who cares just leave leave oh that's my favorite i mean (laughs) I, I, to me, what because I think his life sucks after he gets off after he gets saved, right? Because then he it falls oh yeah, apart. but yeah. But I do I do like the idea of him. That's another reason I liked the movie. I, I'm I'm a big fan of movies where the couple doesn't get together at the end. I love mm-hmm. like Best Friends Wedding for that reason. I think that's a such a great, such a perfectly written movie. Yeah, um, it's a good I, ending. I, yeah, I just there's very few of them uh, surprisingly, yeah. but I like that. Well, Annie movie. Hall. Is probably the most famous of those. I have a theory that um, this is. This I'm, is I'm refused to. I, I, I feel uncomfortable talking <laughs> about it. You can't. <laughs> I feel like feel like I'm going to have blazers dancing on my head. Oh, Annie Hall. Oh, yeah. You can bring it up. What's Annie I'm, Hall? I don't know. I'm, I'm a 50 year old Jewish guy from New York. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah. Not like every woman I've ever dated brought it up at some point. Exactly. There's no, there's no way I've seen 40 plus movies by that director. Uh, no, that director. No that's what we can yes. say. That director. That director. Never. Dead yuck. To me. Yuck. Never, never Dead a way I'd enjoy to me. But yeah, I think there's a, uh, it's like if you can make it satisfying, I think it requires you to actually think about how, I think it's more, com- it's just more complicated to figure out how do you say that this is great and this relationship is perfect, but at the end of the movie, it's also satisfying that they don't work out. Because he's also different. Like, she's kind of boring. She married a dentist. <laughs> but the dentist He was a good is... guy, though. His <laughs> yeah. name was Wilson, right? Wasn't it Wilson? Wasn't his name... Like something like a tennis ball, Spalding. It was like Spalding or something. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he's a the, different yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. That's I think a, his that's name the, was Spalding. That's the joke. He, he well, yeah. that's the joke he tells Wilson. He says, "My other doc, Dennis name was Doctor was Spalding," and then yeah. Chris Noth comes in at the end and is like, "I did a root canal on you years yeah. ago." For I think he was like a replacement dentist, for, and then he mentions Doctor yeah. Spalding, and you're like, "Oh, that's Spalding, the dentist." Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A replacement dentist. I don't know. I guess just because of what I know of Chris Noth, uh, in my experience of watching Chris Noth, it's really not changed because he was so awful on Sex and the City. I think when I saw him in this, uh, I was like, "You mean a bad actor?" Or he was. He was. Uh... He's just so unappealing to me that then all this stuff about oh. his personal life, I was like, "Okay." So you're not a you're not a not you're not a Mr. Big guy. You like the other he's guy. He's terrible. Yeah. He's. Donald Trump, like he's a horrible character. So I think seeing him show up in here is like, oh yeah, you picked someone who's sort of like in a different, shiny in a different and universe. a little like slick and annoying, like yeah, yeah. like a, yeah. a shiny like, suit guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, like like he has been to a club and he has worn a shiny shirt and probably yes. he's advertising on like buses. Maybe he owns. He, he owns. Um, <laughs> A place in New York, I forget what it's, but a friend of mine used to be a bartender, so I used to go in there all the time. Uh, the Cutting, the Cutting Room, is that what it's called? I forget what it's called, but it was like know. a bar in New York that like big bands like David Bowie would play at. And uh, he was always there and he was always just drunk and shiny suit wearing sort of, and it was during the Sex in the City days. Wow. I had Ew. no idea of this history. The Cutting Room. Yeah. I think wow. it, maybe it's not the Cutting Room, maybe it's something else. He's I, might, I might have it wrong. I haven't, it's so long ago. I don't know. But that's, a, that's just, some real yeah. history. Right there. 
Yeah, man, you're welcome. Uh, I do what I can. <laughs> I can. Yeah, yeah, I, I think just, you're wearing a New York hat, but we can't see you. I so. can, yeah, I can see them, but they can't see me, which is very joyful. Uh, yes. I will say another reason I like the movie, going back to why I like it, um, the part you're talking about where Noth comes out, where he comes back to civilization and he he sleeps on the floor and he clicks the light and he like eats the ice, like he just wants the ice and the seafood platter. It's like all too much. Like society, I had an uncle who was in prison who I never met really. And he got out of prison right after, maybe it was a few years after Castaway, but he, I asked him once what his favorite movies were that most depicted what prison life was like. And he said, when you're in Shawshank Redemption is exactly what prison's like. And he's like, when you come out, it's exactly like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Wow. That's how he, yeah. So with that, I always found that he's like, that's what it feels like. Like you're just... You just want to curl up on the floor and be like in a little small box and not it's everything's too big and too loud and too shiny and too much and all that. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. That's what babies do. You're like a baby. (laughs) Babies are like, I dare you. I dare you to call my uncle Jimmy a baby. (laughs) 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 He would kill. Go right back to jail and feel extra comfy then. (laughs) He's dead. Um, Thank God. Yeah, it's weird. The Shawshank Redemption was the movie I thought about for for this because I think that both that movie and this movie have a lot of um, widespread appeal. I mean, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of yeah. that, they're, they're 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 like you're saying they're populist movies that seem to have kind of um, uh, stuck with with audiences over the years. Sure. And I think they speak to something that every human being, at least metaphorically, can relate to the idea of, God, what if I was stuck in prison? How would I use that time? And what if I was on a desert island? How would I use that time? And these are experiences that a very small number of people go through in life. Well, I guess a lot of people go to prison. but Yeah, a lot of people. More than are stranded on desert islands. Most people, though, (laughs) are not watching it from the perspective of, I've been to prison or I've been on a desert island. Yeah, that's a good point. But we metaphorically love these mm-hmm. stories we like because we all feel imprisoned or stranded in one way or another and we uh, all think we could survive both when we probably couldn't survive either i can, could right, probably I feel- do prisoner easier than than this i don't think i could do oh this. i think serious? i'd be great at desert island i yeah, would be same. great Really? I would be terrible at prison because I'd be like, would, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you want me to not sit here? You're going to shiv me? Now, Desert Island, I'd be like, I'm building tree houses. Same, I'm, same. I mean, I, I so ready. I'd be dead <laughs> my first night in prison. I'd be dead. Um, and I would cry, cry, cry. And I could probably live on an island for my whole life if I, if I had to. Well, and I know you come you come from uh, like, a, you're a little bit more like rural in your upbringing or a little bit more um, uh, like you actually have maybe survival skills in a way. Brian, do you feel that you have the survival skills to do to do this? Like, could you, do you think you could do the fire and the... And the uh, After watching Castaway, I, do you think you could do the fire? <laughs> I do. I think Castaway showed me how to do it. Um, yeah, don't I do, do it I with do. the rubbing. Do it with the... the, the the blisters makes perfect sense but there is a part in Kesway where he goes up and they, like they hint at suicide mm-hmm. right that he they, like the rope and he won't take the last piece of rope because i guess he climbed up there once to and he needs that for the raft at the end so it's like the thing that almost killed him saves him sort of thing but the uh mm-hmm. when i when i watch that part i'm like oh 
if I if I wasn't going to survive on a desert island, it's because I might have killed myself the first day. But other than that, I think I would have survived. <laughs> so you either murdered the first day or commit suicide the first day. These are these are the Happy island holidays. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the 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 idea of, of the suicide is um it's it's prevalent in the movie and really haunts kind of the second half of the movie. I don't think yeah. I would I would opt out of the. I think I'd be tempted. I don't know if I would do it day one only because it's like it, for a while it's like being on vacation. You're like, oh, I'm on a nice desert island. But then after a while, yeah, it's like the first few weeks of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Just like when we, when we were all on <laughs> tropical, beautiful islands. Yeah. When we were not definitely in small apartments, uh, <laughs> wondering what's going to happen. But I think, I mean, it's a beautiful island. There's nothing there. There are no animals there to threaten him. No. So he has like this, this perfect, truly perfect situation. And unless he injures himself, uh, he's, and his he teeth, he there. has a, there's a tooth oh. problem where he, yeah, that's, yes. that's bad. The tooth problem, which he has going into it, which is a nightmare I always have of like, oh man, what if I got to do something really important and my, and my tooth goes, you know, uh, bad. And you I, go to, uh, the, the cheesy dark cave. Yeah. Oh, Spalding. <laughs> you go to, yeah, you go you to go dark to Spalding. cave. And you, um, yeah, he has that tooth problem. And just to go back to this, or to start where the prologue is, he's a, he's a, he works for FedEx. He's out there uh, traveling around the world. Uh, he's in Russia in a depiction of Russia that's like so old timey. It's <laughs> like, like a Billy Joel song oh, of Russia. God, yes, we are Russians. It's like, are you? This feels like maybe not okay. <laughs> Yakov Smirnov's Russia. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit absurd. It's it's totally. They're wearing like those hats, like with the fur around mm -hmm. them. And they, all, they all have the like Stalin jackets with the gold buttons, and they they're yeah, and yet they're so excited when he brings like American like a Hershey bar. He there's like a thing he comes and he hands him like a Walkman and a Rubik's cube and. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. It's so like they're like, oh, thank you, great American. You know. Like yeah, it seems like Cold insane. War, like '80s Russia or something. One of the movies I think yeah, it takes two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, it takes place a few be... years earlier. Yeah, but it's not like. But in the movie, I had, I watched this not that long ago, and I completely missed the element of that the the wings art lady. Her husband is in Russia. She yes. sent him a package, and he's cheating on her. I was like. That is a really strange element to introduce that don't worry. I don't know. It's just it's like, oh, I've I've read about that. <laughs> I've gone down a wormhole to read about that because I find yeah. that strange. And the uh, reasoning for it is that it gives him hope at the end because we know it it declares that that woman is single, that she has been four years hurt. ago. <laughs> yes, but she's been hurt like he's been oh, hurt, and yes. and mm -hmm. and so that they can find each other when he when he brings that package, um, and then goes to the crossroads, which is you know when I'm saying things about the movie, it sounds cheesy as hell. It also like oh, yeah. Shawshank has that great like all cheesy movies those crane shots of like the person looking up, opening their arms mm -hmm. like freedom. I think yes. it and Shawshank both are famously have those two shots. Yeah, and they both have men who have no ab definition. As their heroes, like for most of the movie. Are you said Andy Dufresne doesn't have abs? No, he does not. He is a yeah. he is a smooth boy, and uh, that's just not a thing we do anymore. It's like you're either a, a big fat person or you're a you're a, a cut little little ripped guy. Well, the, you can be the, a big cut ripped guy. You have to be a little ripped guy. No, no, you can do that too. You can be no, Jason Momoa, obviously. 
I mean, I can't. <laughs> Where was Jason Momoa? Like, like he, he, Aquaman. He needed to find a Marvel character. He you know, they did, a, they did a sketch really. on Saturday Night Live about Castaway with Jason Momoa not even two weeks ago. Oh really? my God! Am I? Should I write for SNL? And the, the sketch, the premise <laughs> of the sketch was the night that he comes back to the wife. And uh-huh. it's and instead of instead of a, like a Tom Hanks looking guy, it's Jason Momoa, and he comes back in and he's like, "I'm back," and she's remarried, and the whole thing is like the new husband, and he's like, "Hi, my name's Gil," or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, like he wasn't super fit when he left." Uh, I don't know what I don't know. Because I wrote a sketch yeah. like that where it was like a lady gets kidnapped, she comes back, and she she it's like she looks completely different, and he's like, "Oh, okay." She looks better. Is this is this whole podcast just to try to get you on SNL? Because you're now you're mentioning sketches you've written. Yes, you. Yeah. No, I never want to see my child again or have a good life. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let me call Uh, it Lorn. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Would you rather? Okay, Shasha, you you have to live in prison island or SNL. Which one would you choose? Well, you're the only one who can really speak to that. Um, Anyway, I think that there is a there there is something more more. Uh, appealing about a human-shaped person having experiences in a movie, then uh, you, it, it takes you out of the story. If if at the end of the movie, Tom Hanks is like this incredible god of a man, it's like he's just kind of skinny and sunburnt. Yeah, but isn't it one of those movies where he like intentionally lost weight? Or I, I know he did for Philadelphia, but isn't he one of those guys that like? Yeah. Like the yeah. whole publicity around the movie was he lost 30 pounds like you would on a night, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. A massive weight loss accomplished by uh, uh, suspending the production. So Zemeckis basically made this a package deal where he said, well, we'll make this movie. We'll shoot the first half where he's heavier and then I'll go off and direct the movie. What lies beneath mm, uh, with uh, Harrison movie. Ford and Michelle really Pfeiffer. Fun. Yes. made that movie and then came back and shot i guess nine months later or something came back and shot oh, wow. the second half of castaway where he's, oh after he's hanks thin. had had the baby so that's after how hanks he did had it his baby. <laughs> and uh what lies beneath came out or that that summer of 2000 was a big hit and this movie came out the fall or the uh, christmas time of, uh, of 2000 also it's a very hit. christmassy movie i watch it every holiday season it was it a great a very... yeah because it takes place yeah. on christmas the plane crash is on yeah. christmas eve yeah, so I guess he gets to the island Christmas Day. Yeah, and then he has all these presents, like because he, he's opening That's the right. ice skates. And also, we should not we should not blow by uh, the plane crash as being I I think the best plane crash in a movie ever. Like as far as sound, very, yeah. the yeah. sound of the plane crash is pretty amazing. I think you might be. I think you might be onto that. With the, I, I'm t- thinking of the contenders. The other another contender I would actually say is in a different Robert Zemeckis movie, Flight. Um, yeah. and, oh, that's uh, pretty amazing. That's a pretty that's amazing a good movie. Yeah. I mean, United yeah. ninety three is a pretty interest is a pretty no, scary one. No, uh, no, la la la. Stop it. Don't talk to me about that. No, thank you. I don't even want to stop. Uh, yes, plane crashes. I'm not a fan of. And in this movie, I was like, because you're scared. Is that why you're saying that, or you just didn't like that movie? I'm, I'm, and then I'm gonna go by. Oh, because United ninety three as an idea immediately makes me cry, and the movie I will oh, never yeah, yeah. watch because all my brain used to do is be like, oh my god, that's so sad. And now all my brain does now is, what if that was my, you know, 
Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm not going to start crying, but that's mm -hmm. what I go to is like, oh no. And that's what I went to when I was watching this. I was like, like as he's crawling through the thing, trying to hold on to something and get out of the plane, I was like, yeah. How do I make sure that my kid knows how to not give up? How do I, <laughs> how do, how do we do that? How do we help? Because there are people that would just be like, like, oh, I'm going to buckle myself in or I'm going to do whatever. But it's sort of like part chance and part just being, we, he's been represented as a determined guy. Yeah. And, and a guy who's prepared, a very right, prepared yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he understands. Yeah. He's like, I know where the flotation thing is. I know how to open mm -hmm. it. I've been in this situation where I, I, I understand this. this is my job. And then when he gets the, the, the boat gets hooked on part of the plane that's going yeah. down. That's beautiful moment that actually made me think of, we had uh, your wife, Jean, on, and she was talking about the piano when she gets caught on oh, the piano yeah. and it's floating. I was like, oh, uh -huh, this is sort of like oh, that moment. Oh, this is like the piano. <laughs> Where it's like, is he going to now, like, what's he going to do? And there isn't enough time for him to really do anything. He just saved my yeah. wife picks a beautiful artistic movie, and I pick the most like Hollywoody, <laughs> <laughs> big budget. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think this is. The, I don't think this is the most Hollywood. I mean, I think it's very interesting, and it's kind of a. Very, I mean, it's a very unusual big studio movie. I think. Yeah. Um, and that's well, you'd only is, be yeah. able to make this if you were coming into it with so much money behind you. You have to have yeah. be like, I can do whatever I want. Because I've earned it. Yeah. Is what this movie feels like. <laughs> the podcast Blank Check, which if you don't know that, they they talk about uh, what directors, uh, when a successful director is making their follow-up movie. So this is, I'll summarize that episode, which is that Zemeckis was very <laughs> successful at this point in his career. Tom Hanks uh, was also very successful at this okay. point in his career. They got a lot of money to make a big budget movie. And the movie was very successful. That's, wow. the, that's the story of this movie is that, wow. you know, yeah. Do you they, think though that that James Cameron is mad because this has so much to do with water that he wasn't part of it. I think he's just mad <laughs> all the time. I don't know anything like, about him, but he always seems sink. mad. <laughs> like, okay. he's, every time I see him interviewed, I feel like him just like his whole thing is, how come nobody knows how great I, like he just seems like one of those <laughs> yeah. guys. Like, how come nobody really, really appreciates him? Like, he's the I most successful man on earth. And yeah, he's like, yeah. nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you went away for 25 years to make a sequel to a movie that nobody cared about seeing. Yeah, Do about you know, like Pilates lizards. That's really what the It's a good movie, though. Way of Water is good. Like, Do you know that what he was really mad about was the submersible because he's big in that submersible. Yeah, like, but since he the bragged about how he knew it was going to fail, which is a really kind of horrifying brag to be like, well, yeah. I knew that it wasn't going to work. Like, all right, just. Maybe you did. But he but was also, I mean, he had a it's point. Like a, <laughs> okay. It's like if David Grohl was like, I, I mean, I knew Kurt Cobain was going to kill himself. <laughs> I mean, he just sang about it all the time. Like, all right. He kind of seemed that. like he was going to do it. I mean, I told everybody. I called yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, congratulations. He was mad because I think he's like, he's he thought it gave a bad name to submersibles. He was like, we work and train these things hard. I've been down there a thousand times. You got to be responsible you got to be regimented you got to be you got to know what you're doing and know what you're getting into and these bozos went down and uh, yeah. not, the, not the not the poor people that died down there but th they you know whoever let them go down in that submersible yeah. he was very that just sounds like the words that that just sounds like privilege 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 privilege, privilege <laughs> it really privilege. does it's just like well i gotta 
told them they shouldn't do that. And also another thing, it just sounds like a robot, actually. Like, just read the room for a second. Yeah. Don't. Well, yeah. He can read the room of America. He's made a lot of he's made a lot of uh, billion dollar hits. Right. Because if you yeah. put sexy, sexy lizard people in a movie and one of the most boring actors ever in it too. You oh, Jesus. Sam Worthington. Oh, come on. Sam Worthington. That's a Sully. You're talking, you're coming after Sully truly. now, Jake Sully. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the, agree to disagree yeah. on that. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you, anyway. Um, um, so you know, what's wh interesting though, to me is that we're sitting here talking about this movie and, and the beginning you guys mentioned Wilson, but that doesn't even really, enter into the conversation about the movie. To me, that's the Ewok of Castaway because it's like, mm -hmm. it's like this extra thing that I'm sure was a studio. Like it's, it's cute. It's clearly going to sell, like people are going to be interested in it. It's like a funny Halloween outfit. You know, it's all those things, but it's, to mm -hmm. me, it's like the most boring. And I, and it, it is a very basic device to get them to have dialogue, but yeah, I don't know. To me, that's the unnecessary part of the movie. Well, either, it's, it's like in another movie, he'd have a therapist. Like in The Sopranos, he has a therapist, so we can get him to yeah. talk. So yeah. it also could have been uh, Dr. Amalfi. <laughs> or, Dr. Amalfi. Uh, yeah. Or uh, Tony Soprano. Is they should have got Lorraine Bracco to play that ball. <laughs> you know what I thought about when I saw the, 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 the ball was I was like, oh, is this why people have like a cat? Like, is this the, is it the pet instinct of like, I, this you're going to be indicating you don't like cats. I don't have a cat. I don't have a pet in my house. I don't have a plant in my house. And I no. realize, oh, am I like a weirdo? Is it, is, do you, do you, does your life run better when you have a little thing to take care of and be like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to be okay. Cause that's kind of what you feel at the end is he's like, you hang on Wilson. We'll get through this together. And I feel that way sometimes about people who have animals it's like the animals not do, you, do you ever experience empathy do you have any sort of understanding or liking of other things uh, yes i have yes i'm yes okay. uh, unless maybe i gotta take the test the psychopath test no mm -hmm. i have a i was gonna say do you have do you kill animals do you have i have i have i haven't i <laughs> i have i think i have terrific empathy or i don't know what i don't know i think i have an adequate terrific empathy i think that i have a little that sounds sad. like a my, trump that sounds like something trump. Really trump. Absolutely i have terrific, terrific empathy it's we're doing terrific. It. i have so much of it it's empathy <laughs> my empathy <laughs> is doing very well the I think I have a, a, a average amount of empathy, but I think like the thing, the, the thing of like me going, I'm going to, I'm going to buy an animal and have, or adopt an animal and have the animal and, and take care of it is a, is an instinct that I don't necessarily have. Uh, That's good then. Yeah. Do you want to buy Blu-rays? <laughs> That's all you want to buy. <laughs> yeah. A plant is nice though. Get yourself a succulent. They're easy to take care of. Mm, yeah. I like flowers more than anyway. This is not about They're, me and my yeah. lonely apartment, but the the. So um, you wouldn't want a Wilson, is what you're saying. You would just sit on the island and just not talk. I talk to myself all the time. Okay. I talk to myself. This is a thing about myself. If you walked by my apartment on any given day, you would think that there's a that there's a party going on here. That's how much oh. I talk to myself. I just don't. So put you're a doing ball psycho. You're I'm actually. <laughs> doing psycho <laughs> yes i'm a big talker to myself and i and i stage complete arguments with people and complete you know like i do when we prepare for the podcast i do it sometimes i'll be like so the thing about castaways and i'll like talk through a point Wow. In preparation, just to hear myself say it out loud. I do that. Like, well, I think if you're performing in any way, even in podcasts, yeah. like preparing is okay. And I think talking to yourself is fine. I mean, it's all fine. Everybody, do you do you. 
You don't need a plant. You don't need, you're fine. You're doing fine. Everybody loves you. They all say it. I guess so. But, you know, this guy doesn't have his. <laughs> I guess so. This guy doesn't have his, his girlfriend, Helen Hunt, who he's um, uh, proposed to at the beginning of the movie. Well, sort of. Sort of. He gives the, her a ring and he says, uh, we'll talk about this later. Here it is. Here's the thing. And, and then he goes, I'll be right back. In that and then Tom she's Hanks like, voice, give me and then I'll be right back. Frog in the throat. That was perfect, um, though. When, when it's like she gives, he gives her back the uh, the Leatherman tool. Yeah. And, and that was a joke, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then hands yes. her the ring. Yes. I mean, that's what, no, that's what he says. That's what he, that's the actual dialogue. He oh, gave her back the towels. Oh, the towels. You know, you know the I hate that kind of shit. Honestly, this is just a side pet peeve. The thing of like, you didn't get me an, a, a, a special enough Christmas present. It's like, we don't all have family heirlooms to give out. And she gives him that family heirloom. She gives mm -hmm. him a family heirloom, which beautifully, I thought that scene, I was deeply moved at the end when he says, Nope, here's your family heirloom back. It should stay in your family. That acknowledgement of like, nope, I'm not your family anymore. And when he anymore. says, I, you should have more children. That's a, that's a, it's like, oh, that's not really a thing we say to people. But I do understand what you're saying is like, no, stay in this life. Stick with this one. But uh, I don't think she should. I don't think she should. Why? You should because have more children. <laughs> You should have more children. I mean, you people more say children. this to me all the time. You should time, also not cut polite. your bangs. You should cut your bangs and maybe yeah. like get a stylist of some kind. Yes. Yeah. You should work out. Yeah. Well, you um, can tell that she's eat. a mom in this movie because she goes from having long hair to having short yeah, hair. Yeah, that's such a that's cheesy. How you can that's, tell. It's such a dumb thing. I mean, I watched my wife audition for commercial. Like when you, people audition for, or when ladies audition and the the way they describe like moms versus other characters oh. is like, it's like, I mean, it's 2024. It's not 1990. What are we doing? Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we're still doing that. It's like, yeah. Uh, also categories of mom, like cool mom, hot mom, uh, normal, normal mom, I guess is the other one. Yeah. I was just always Pam. You were, uh, you were <laughs> uh, a Pam Beasley type, uh, a Jenna Fisher type. Yeah, like somewhere in that range of like nurse, receptionist, nice, yeah. nice lady who's going to be sad when you're on a desert island and is going to try and move on with her life because she's she's just a normal lady. She's not going to go. Friend of the friend. Right. Friend of the friend. Yeah. Friend of the friend. Well, and I think I then he finds this woman. He has the package, the package from the woman with the wings on it. And I think that that's the one element of this movie that's really suffered from the past. Is it Kathleen Keener? No. Ooh, no. Who is it? That's a good question. Who is it? I feel no. like it is a. I it's a I mean, God. Wait, was, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Well, I just think that that design, when she's making those metal wings. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a moment when people thought that was cool. And now it's like. A tramp stamp. Desperately. It looks yes, like exactly. a tramp stamp. It looks terrible. <laughs> it's it's just like, oh, your favorite band is Tool. Uh, you're not, you're like, or Corn. Like, uh, that's not good. Yeah. So then it makes her seem like, really? What are you going to talk about? I mean. 
I sort of agree with this. I think that this, and I, I think she's I, a bad artist. Rewatching like, this movie, can we admit that? that she's I was a bad like, artist? I'm re, when I looking at this movie again, I was like, I actually love this entire movie. I love all of it except for the beginning. Nineties lady, with the nineties lady who's like, who's like, I got, an, I got another FedEx coming for you next week. All right. Oh, yeah, I've drew pink wings on this one. This, this pink day. Mm-hmm. And then and then at the end, when it's like, oh, you look lost. Well, over here, there's this road takes you to Texas, this one. And, and you get this is like, oh, and then it's like, oh, she's like the she's the she's the angel. And that's the that, that, Yeah. Yeah. I Those love are, the movie. I like the beginning with Helen Hunt. I do like the family uh, Christmas thing and everyone's sort of giving them shit. It's very Hollywoody and broad, but I don't mind it. The and largest the, Christmas celebration. I've never I haven't seen that many people in a restaurant, let alone at a it's Christmas insane. Table. Yeah, yeah. And then the end when he's with Helen Hunt, I really love the way that's done. I really love the like them in the house and then the car backing up and then the car going. I like that. But it needs to end right there. It he doesn't need to go deliver that the Elvis song playing and then delivering the wings. Like I, I do feel like that's a bit much. Yeah. The crossroads, especially the crossroads. It's like so heavy-handed. I, I, I kind of like the crossroads. It's, that's some North by Northwest. Like, I like those crossroads shots, but I'm like, that lady, like, if he had delivered that package, the wings package, as as corny as the wings are, if he delivered the package and then left, you never meet the lady, I would be like, dang, now that's good. He delivered that package, you never met the lady, but this, whatever it was, it indicates, it's enough to kind of indicate he has a life beyond this or whatever, but it's meeting the lady that I was like, I don't want to meet this lady. Disappointing. Who's, who's this lady? She's, a bad she's like artist. A, she's like a plant or a cat. <laughs> you just don't want that. <laughs> no, no. I like Helen Hunt. You know. Yeah. Did you see Helen Hunt's surfing movie? Soul Surfer. Yeah. The one she, direct, she... she directed, right? It, yeah. 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 Is she? Is that the one where the kid gets the arm, their arm bit off? No. Oh. No, oh, it's where she's really into surfing, and then um, Luke Wilson is a, is a surf instructor that she falls in love with. Mm. There, there are all these Helen Hunt movies that have uh, that either she directed or she has something to do with, and 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 it you never hear about them. They're like a, I think there's. A, I really like her. I like her post uh, like uh, fame career. I like her on social yeah. media. I like her in interviews. I like everything I hear about her. She's like a super artsy, down to earth. Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah I, she's I one of those ladies that that uh, the internet is so upset that she won't have plastic surgery. Yeah, and that's that's why like she's Bridget awesome to me. Fonda, she's... like, can you just stop doing that? Like, fix your face. It's like the internet breaks for these. Yeah, just cool women, ladies. Women that uh, raise kids and uh, have lives and uh, yeah, it's like. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just you're like, that's my face, man. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, she's a good. They're a good pair. I feel in this movie. Like, I mean, even though the movie doesn't really have a Hanks, it's a little bit tough because he's playing such an everyman. It's like almost a difficult to define. <laughs> they're like, okay, we got to give him something. He likes Elvis. He yeah, lives that's in not Memphis. A thing. <laughs> like, it's not. It, it's not enough. Maybe it's. It's almost like a dating profile <laughs> picture of a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 she. There's something. But about, he's a very like, type alpha, like sort of uh, like very scheduled like that part of it like he's not he doesn't really relax he doesn't let go which is kind of interesting that he gets stuck on the island because that's how he, but it, to that's me it's like that beginning does yeah i yeah. mean he checks the time all the time i think it's like so the, you, as i'm saying it again it sounds heavy-handed and obnoxious writing but 
it is like he's like he's by the minute like everything's planned everything's got to be a certain and then it way breaks yeah and, then and he's solutions oh yeah but he's on you know. what is the place necker island the uh the richard branson island is that where he is <laughs> no i mean like what if oh. you get <laughs> you get stranded but you get stranded on a billionaire's island imagine you see the, it's like a, the second set of footprints and it's richard branson <laughs> oh he was carrying me <laughs> <laughs> Richard Branson was carrying me the whole time. It was a drone. <laughs> Actually, a drone was carrying me. This, this. Or like Marlon Brando owned an island for a while, so he lands on Marlon Brando. Oh, island. yeah. Oh, my God. Crazy. That, okay. Yeah. This that is a little movie. That would be funny. It's, it's Castaway, but it's your own Castaway? I mean, the dark version is, is is you land on Epstein Island. Yeah. But one of <laughs> the these most, is a comedy. The, that's, a, that's a different most dangerous game. Oh, God. Like, the um, You know, in... in, uh, in um, my in in my movie um what's the one i talked about liking oh the edge in the edge mm-hmm. is a good line where anthony hopkins is uh, says uh, you know he says you know why people die in the wild they die of shame and what he talks about is how people instead of doing anything or thinking they just sit there and think about um uh, everything they did wrong to get into the mm-hmm. situation and they just sit there and they die of shame and i was and, and thinking back on it i'm like that's what i would do uh, very likely at this point in my life, at this particular mood that plan? I'm in, th- at shame? this particular mood that I'm in in my life, I would likely go that way. And 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 the Hanks character is a wonderful example of like, no, I'm not going to die. I'm going to figure out a. I'm going to figure something that's, out. That's yeah, yeah. That's a good. I mean, that's why I think I would survive because I think I live my life currently and have most of it in shame. So I, I do <laughs> think if I got on the island, I would just immediately let go of that and start like building a fire and looking for how I was going to learn how to fish. I think well, I do I think well in those situations, but I don't do well in society. You do? Do you do well in, as a person <laughs> under under <laughs> my wife, my my child walking by the door outside as I'm recording this, going like, "Daddy's not well." Daddy can't function. In <laughs> are society. you good in a? Do you think you're good in a crisis as a person? You're, are you? Are I you, do. Yeah. I I think it's weird to say about yourself, but I do think like if the car breaks down, like I'm the. I, I think I'm very good at like okay, let's let's fix like. I think I do well. I think I do better in crisis situations than I do in any other situation. Mm, I think Ryan is the same, actually. I used to be great in crisis situations. I used to be I, like if somebody something something happened, if some emergency health problem, anything, whatever, I'd be like, bang, dang, 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 dang. I would, I would like, I would jump into, I would, I jump on it. I'm less. I think I'm less. I'm losing my my crisis edge, but I'm th- I think maybe I'm actually because better. there's so many damn crises these days. <laughs> yeah. Since since COVID, I mean, how, you've been tested too much. I think maybe, um, oh, you know what it is? I go, of course, great. And I relax because I go, a bad thing happened. Mm-hmm. And, and I relax. What have no, been waiting for? I'm no longer yeah. worried about a bad thing happening. Exactly. A, a Same. bad thing just wow. happened. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, oh, well, now I can stop worrying because I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's like somebody gets somebody gets sick. You go, yep, of course, of course somebody was going to get sick. Yeah, someone breaks their arm. Yeah, of course that was going to happen. Okay. All right. Of course, my car was going to break down. Of course, you know, yeah. COVID was going to happen. Of course, Donald Trump was going to win. Like to me, it's always like, yep, yep, okay. Everyone else is freaking out. Nope, I was ready. I've, I've been ready for this from the start. Of course, there's mosquitoes at this picnic. Yep, I got, I got deets right here. <laughs> See, that's great. That's a great skill to hand off. That's what I'm saying. Is how do you teach your kid how to escape the sinking airplane after the plane crash? Is you, you're like, oh, okay. You watch your your parents doing that sort of thing being like oh we don't just sit down and cry we get up and we go and figure out how to make this well thing work. i'll i'll add a little bit to it it's it's how do you teach your kid not 
how to survive a plane crash without having the frame of mind that I think Ryan and I have, which is every time I get on a plane going, this plane is going to fucking crash. This plane is going to fucking crash because, because, because you're better off not knowing how to handle it when it does happen one in a million times versus having 999,000 times thinking it's going to, and giving yourself a cancer tumor because you're so upset all the time. Yes. Yes. Because you're going to die from that. Irony of ironies. Yeah, man, that cancer tumor is getting so, uh, I don't even want to think. It's just like, it's just like, Wilson? Wilson? It is a Wilson. It's Wilson. It's Wilson. The worry tumor. The little straw, the little straw in his head. The expensive one. It's the expensive Wilson. But Anne, you're, 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 you're not an easy flyer. You have, I think, a specific thing that's like, that's like, I'm not, I, I'm really worried this plane's going to fall out of the sky, but then you, I don't think you have that approach to the rest of your life, maybe. Um, no, I mean, when yeah. I, I think I flew and I was desperately terrified and then I came up with a way of handling it was just to say, if I die, I know that I'm loved and it's okay. That's all I could do is just be like, I know mm-hmm. that it matters. And as long as I know that it matters, it's sort of like, I think, it, I think the way that I handle difficult situations is I go past it and look backwards. Like it's already happened. How did I handle it is a lot. It's, I mean, it's disassociating obviously, but it's like a a technique of like, it's already, it's already passed. So I don't need to be anticipating pain. I'm reflecting back on the pain I survived. Oh, that's smart. How often do you fly? Do you fly? Not very much. Not very much. Like once or twice a year or less than that? Yeah, probably. Probably like that. Not, Mm -hmm. I mean, not. Not, you know, COVID really <laughs> took it down. But it's it's not just flying. It's like anything where it's like, oh, this is completely out of my hands. And, mm. uh, you know, just. It's also impossible. Like when you think about flying in a big giant jet, it's like this shouldn't work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it's like a lot of other things where if you're in the situation and it seems insane, but the employees are acting like it's normal, sure, it's probably normal. So in this movie, when they're running around screaming, it's like, oh yeah, this is not okay because they've seen a million things. They're fine. So like, you know that what is that? Um, Mister Rogers, like look look at the helpers. It's mm-hmm. also like look at the employees. <laughs> Just look at the employees, and that'll soothe you. One time, I was like, I was on a, fl- I, I took a flight. I did exactly what you did. I looked at the, I looked at like a stewardess while the landing was happening, and she was like, she was like, uh, uh, buckled into one of those jump seat things, like crossing oh, herself yeah. and like praying to herself, and and like like real. She looked like really nervous, and I was like, she, does she know something I don't know? But well, we made it out of it, whatever it was. But she did was you like. Though? She was nervous about something. I was like, yeah, boy. Did you? Wow. Did she? Um, uh, so after that plane crash, um, I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're just talking, we're just skimming through the movie here, but like, you know, he, he's well, got like two and a half hours. It's two and a half hours. On an island. Yeah. He gets the, he gets the, <laughs> he gets the Christmas present. He has, he has the Christmas mornings. He opens the, all his supplies that he's, that are going to help him out for the next, uh, four years, some videotape, some netting from a dress, uh, ice skates, the ice skates are the MVP, um, of, uh, you know all what he does? He does an Apollo 13. He does like he does do take all this stuff out, sort yeah. through it, and be like, "This is what they can use to fix the air supply." God, did Apollo thirteen come first? Yeah. So, so maybe he learned on the set 
how to survive on the island. Yeah. Like when he was acting in Apollo 13, <laughs> the Hanks character. Like, Let me take all these scripts. I'll put them in a pile. I'll mix them up and then I'll make a perfect script out of them. I mean, it's kind of, uh, he lost weight for Philadelphia. He lost weight for uh -huh. Castaway. Oh, uh -huh. That's a great scene where they're like, they dump all that stuff on the table. They're like, this is what they have on in the capsule. Yeah. Now you make, wrote a sketch about that, didn't now you? Now make a thing. Yeah. I forget what, what the sketch was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More sketch writing happened. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then he's just like trying to start a fire. He's trying to drink out of a coconut. The coconut, he can't get a dang coconut open. Like this guy's not. Don't they do a jump cut in time there? Isn't there all of a sudden like it's five years later, but they don't say it. They just yeah, show him with the beard. and later, yeah, yeah. yeah, the root canal his or his tooth removal, which That's is a great is. moment. I actually watched the movie in halves. So I actually think that I've been doing that. I've been loving this thing now. I'll watch a movie with an intermission and watch mm -hmm. a movie, the second half. And I did it with Interstellar. You watch the first movie, next the second night you watch the other half. I did that with Castaway this time. It's a perfect time. You just shut it off right when he when he uh, removes his tooth and then you turn it on. It's four years later, and then that's it's when the weight loss has happened. Yeah, and uh, he's yeah. got the big beard. He's got that sun bleach. He's hot. I mean, Tom Hanks is a freaking like Billabong poster. It boy. looks like Rick Rubin all of a sudden. He's got to be an artist. Just commit like to Rick what Rubin. you believe. <laughs> And modern day David Letterman. Um, yes, he does. <laughs> the, also, then when he gets on, now I'm just jumping around, but because you just made me think of like, those are my two favorite moments are the 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 tooth jump, the, the time jump of where like now he's completely quiet and slow and and he's, he's changed. That's when his character is now this peaceful, relaxed dude. But I also love my, my second favorite moment in the movie is the, uh, when he makes eye contact with the whale. In the raft, oh yeah which is like such yeah. a weird thing because he hasn't seen like a, a being like another living he hasn't communicated with anything alive yeah. since he crashed and when he looks at that well it's like a it's like it's jarring how uh, it's like he's a navi <laughs> It is. It's like a Pyacon. Yeah. Yeah. That well, I never thought about that. He hasn't really yeah, seen it. Yeah, but that's any, true. He's thing. looking yeah. at a yeah. That's, that's and it's really a friggin' yeah. whale, which is amazing. Yeah, big yeah. eye, that big old eye. Ooh. That um, and that whale like follows him. That whale won't leave him alone, or some whale. He's getting sprayed on all well, the, the time. The whale is curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whale is like, well, and yeah, because of the. I think the whale is kind of like, well, that's not right. You shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. my ocean bastard. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I watched this documentary about whales. It was so amazing and, and also so heartbreaking because it's like, we're going to kill them all, but here's how cool they are. And one of the things that is that's like every a, documentary I've ever seen. Every it's like, here's something beautiful. And now we're going to tell you how man's Guess going to destroy that. In danger it is. In yeah. danger. It's like a lot um, of things you turn on for your kids and you're like, whoops, uh, they actually, this is the one about how the birds uh, die. Oh, this is about, about the birds. Oh, but the, <laughs> then the cute little bird gets his head ripped off. Oops, sorry. But there was a, there's like a, a, a pod of belugas and there's a, a lost narwhal and the narwhal, they're like, oh, come on, ride with us. And so they, because it's just wandering around, it's it's gotten lost from its its pod and they're like, well, this is incredible behavior because these are not the same species. There's nothing really for no reason for them to do this, except that they're like, hey, buddy, <laughs> come on by. And that I just watched that. And I was like, oh, yeah, a whale could totally have the perception of like, this one's lost. I don't know what to do about it, but this isn't I know that's a that's a living thing that doesn't belong here. Yeah, I got to help this. Out. Are you sure it was yeah. a documentary? It wasn't an episode of Octonauts. You know what? That sounds 
so much like a children's book. It's amazing, um, but no. We really were the Octonauts for Halloween this year, by the way. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I was, I was like, Captain Barnacles and Bruce was Peso, his favorite. Wow. Well, wow. Yeah. I did do that. Wow. Very, very good. I saw that picture and I was like, I showed uh, my daughter and, and she was like, who are those people? <laughs> I was like, that's okay. We'll figure it out later. And, but you're, cool. and don't they have enough money to buy costumes? Why did they make those weird things? <laughs> you got no, peso, she, quasi. She, did, she dressed up as uh, uh, the, the uh, oh God, uh, the cat. Dashy. The, Dashy. Yeah. Dashy, right? Oh, Dashy's uh, my, Bruce's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Dashy's pretty, pretty solid. He makes uh, Gene, Gene, my wife does the voices of all the characters perfectly. And so he she has to do that constantly and then when like i try to do it to give her a break he's like no like you don't do the voices and so i i i just want you to know well, i can't do the voices but i do I them see. <laughs> yeah that's why he loves her more and he wants to kill me i was like you idiot well <laughs> idiot. i mean that's that's that is something i do not do because uh i i think that she sounds like holly hunter like her voice, her yeah. Kind she's of, very like tangy, twangy, and like, like come yeah. On, she's got to like let's 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 go, dude. This, I don't know. My brain turns. She's a little bit like Mater in Cars, which is a, mm, another yeah. another favorite characters. Yeah. She's a little like like a, yeah. all the all, everyone kind of. Like, she's a little like Helen Hunt in this movie, who kind of has a, a twang. Yeah. Everybody everybody has a slight uh, Memphis lilt. Everyone's like, bye. Oh, yeah. Okay. Huh? Well, not Same Tom Hanks. He's like, I'm from not here. He's from Tom Hanks is from America. Yeah, he's from that. That's uh, where that is. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a friend who had a stand-up bit about actors who get the uh, no accent card. Like, there's like five of them handed out every year. Like, you, you, you never have to do accents. Here's the card. Thank you. And Tom oh. Hanks has a. Tom Hanks was one of them that has a no accent card. Sometimes yeah. it's the no. It's the in the case of Tom Cruise, it's the please don't do the accent. Oh God, um, yeah. please don't. Yeah. You That's, know what's a funny one too is people that are from places that I think they perceive as not being cool, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, huh? or um, uh, Ryan Gosling, where they're like, "I'm from New York now." Yeah, that's a big move. Yeah. That's a big actor move. I'm from New York now. Yeah, it's me, Ryan Gosling. What do you want? Hey. Yeah, I'm from the yeah. I'm from the Bronx. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's what, that's a, that's always a, doing an accent is another thing. Always doing an accent or never does. Oh, yeah. Accent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Those both Ryan Gosling and Tom Hanks are doing okay, though. They're doing okay for themselves. Oh, they're doing fine. They're doing fine. But that's a fake accent. <laughs> you know who I think is kind of, you know, who's another, who's another no accent person? It's like, I like there's a bunch of them. Yeah, no, I can't think of one. But Sylvester Stallone. You know who <laughs> never did. You know, you know who never did accents in movies was Paul Newman, and oh, he yeah. and he said he admitted it. He said like I only work like in an American skin. If you try to put, if you try to make me say uh, something, I think he was uh, so right. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I look, I, I, I sound foolish if I try to be like hello, jolly good hello. Like he doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. But in, in, I feel like in Nobody's Fool, he has a little New Yorky accent, like a little like um, like. Cool, like Long Islandy, upstatey. Yeah, yeah, like a little. Yeah. I think that movie, what is that movie, Upstate or something? Yeah, like a little region. Yeah, I think it's Upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just watched that movie. I like that movie. Steve McQueen too. I think. Never yeah, that would be kind of a ridiculous um, thing to watch, Steve McQueen. Yeah, but those are guys who are just like, yeah, you're an American. There's no. I want you guys Tom Cruise too. That's why the accent doesn't work because you're just like, there's nothing else you could be. 
Yeah, because no it's the difference between from. a movie star and an actor, right? You just you just be you, and plug them into like George Clooney doesn't do it. Like he does every once in a while one of those Coen Brothers movies, and they sound absurd. Right. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's like yeah. a it's a real it's a real it's a real uh, um, half-assed kind of southern accent or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't mean to say I like those performances, but like he's not. Yeah, they're you know, good, but yeah, now but he's, he's doesn't wear a helmet, motorcycle, tequila guy. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you're not even you're not even an actor. You're you got to put your helmet. Thing. You got to put your leather head on. You're gonna have a <laughs> pavement head. John um, Krasinski. I think also no accents. Ah, interesting. Can Krasinski do an accent? Oh boy, the first time Krasinski does an accent, we will be in for a Oscar-winning performance. I'm sure. <laughs> Any um, act. Oh, that's the question. Can he do the acting part of the accent? Um, you know, the actor, anyway, an act, castaway. the actor anyway. who, who does have an accent is there's a, there's a, the other only, it's like the third build lead outside of Wilson and Helen Hunt. There's a guy called Nick Searcy. You know who this is? He's the friend who's, he's the friend oh, of yeah, Tom yeah, Hanks yeah. in this movie. He's the guy who's like, all right, they're going to want you back there. You know, like FedEx is throwing a oh, big yeah, party the, or whatever. The wife who Did dies. you know that this guy, look up Nick Searcy. His name is S-E-A-R-C-Y. He's, he's become a giant right wing weirdo. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's like, uh, and he's a good, good actor too. And he's, he was in a couple movies around this time and he's like completely flipped into like, uh, uh yeah. Yeah, castaways. Weird. His buddy, that that guy. I guess that happens sometimes. People are just like, yeah, they get too watch too much Fox yeah. News or whatever. And they they their friend gets lost on an island, and they're like, see, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> changes a man. Changes it does. Man. I mean, if he came back, I mean, he in this movie he comes back, and it's like re four relatively non-eventful years have passed. Like, uh, well, you know, whatever. No, it's his late. wife died. That's kind of a lot. Well, that dude's <laughs> wife died, and the and the other wife and his wife or whatever, his fiance or whatever, got remarried or whatever. But like, imagine coming back like after Trump and COVID. That would be a funny castaway. Like, like yeah, twenty nineteen to now. <laughs> twenty nineteen. If you got if you got stranded on a desert island in twenty nineteen and came back now. That'd be it, that would be a fun comedy. That's a comedy. It's yeah. like a Pauly Shore comedy. <laughs> like, yeah, like, well, that would like be you, you left a lot longer ago, and you still think Pauly Shore is famous. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's famous. Pauly Shore thinks Pauly Shore is still famous. I just saw him in something recently. That's why I'm thinking of him. Pauly Shore's um, trying to get a a, a biopic. Oh shoot, what is it? It's a biopic off the ground. He wants to play somebody famous. Ah, hell, and he looks like Lincoln. that's what I saw. I saw him saying, "I look like so and so," and I'm trying to make this movie. Yeah. It was. Uh, hold on, this is gonna. This is gonna drive me I, crazy. My recollection is that he's right that he looks like this person, but he still should not do that. Yeah, I don't care if he looks exactly like him. He wants to play Richard Simmons in a biopic. Oh. That's it. Yeah. What about Carrot Top? Wasn't Carrot Top want to fight him for that that role? <laughs> oh God, Carrot Top now though looks insane. I, I was know. in Vegas two days ago and I saw his face everywhere. Ooh, business what, or pleasure what, for what, Vegas? What was, yeah. Oh, I went to go see that U2 Sphere show. The sphere <gasps> oh, show. whoa. You went to the Sphere? I went to the Sphere. Did you sit in their box? I did not sit in their box. That sounds... <laughs> Wait a minute. This um, is... You're the I, did, I, I went with my 81-year-old father. Oh, <gasps> wow. And we went to see U2. Wow. Um, what yeah, was the... Cool. What's your review? I mean, the show U2... I'm sure you've seen U2 live before. Um, what the was Sphere's the cool. It's definitely... Uh, lives up to the hype but it, it's it's like otherworldly like immersive like there are moments when you feel like you're outside and it's confusing um mm. and it's it's cool that's very cool and also because the 
it, it it's so clear the screen like when they show their faces as they're talking between the songs it feels like an intimate because it's like so vertical you feel like you're in a in a bar seeing a show it's a very weird feeling oh. that's not anything i've experienced before wow. <sighs> i'm pro sphere i'm pro well it seems like it's also a test for like when we colonize mars we'll just have we'll just have a Which sphere th- over us yeah and then yeah. it'll be like, oh, it's sunny outside. Great. <laughs> yeah. Looking out the window and like, oh, yes. And a wonderful. Yeah. I mean, like Interstellar. Yeah. Which basically. which Mars, the movie Mars is also a little bit like Castaway. It's another one of those one uh, man show movies. Yeah. Is it Mars? Oh. Is that what it's called? Uh, with uh, what's his face? Oh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, um, no. Um, no, that's, uh, Sam Rockwell's. that's uh, great, too. No, this is a uh, is it? It's one of the guys in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon. Matt oh, Damon. The, Martian, the Martian. The Martian. The Martian. Yeah. Yeah. And he makes potatoes. Oh, He's yes. like a regular Jean Delmano over there with those potatoes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Th- that could be another another lonely movie. Yeah. It's true. I like the genre. I like that. I think as an actor, it would be fun to uh, to make one of those movies. A sort of one man uh, acting, having to hold the screen. Yeah. yeah, I think well, it's very few yeah. people that can do it, right? I mean, you, you have, I mean, you have to be a box office draw. You have to be a, like that big of an actor, but also the chops to do it. It's a hard thing to do. I think I would imagine. Well, you've done, yeah. you've done, t- I've, I've seen you do mo- uh, monologues and long stories before. I mean, that's a particular skill. That's a particular set of skills. Uh, that's a particular <laughs> skill that it takes to like, to like hold the audience, an audience's attention, even for like a half hour, let alone for, um, for uh, nearly like two hours at a time. I mean, that's a, uh, uh, seems like. Yeah, a- but I feel like in theater, it's more, I mean, that's not to say that one man shows aren't hard or I don't like doing them, but I think it's more of a, div- more of a familiar thing, like stand up, yeah. like, they, they, like one person on stage for an hour is not that uncommon, but a movie with only like one person on screen for even like 35, 40 minutes is, it, it's very rare, it seems. Yeah. yeah, I think that, that it's like the translation is is different because in a movie you're expecting to see cuts and on stage you're not expecting. It's like, well, maybe it's maybe like the history of one person shows. There's a lot more of that than there are one person movies. And are you saying the translation with Tom Hanks? Is that what you're referencing? <laughs> no, the uh, wait, what was that movie? The The Terminal? The Terminal, <laughs> Lost in terminal. Translation <laughs> is the way I, but that's like yeah. Castaway too. <laughs> yeah, it to is. Me, that's, it oh, is, but yeah. he does an accent, you guys. He does an accent. You're right. He does an he does accent. An oh, it's accent. terrible. Yeah. He does the same Russian accent as the Russian guys in the FedEx <laughs> office at the beginning of the yeah. movie. <laughs> the same like, accent. Duh. It's Russian stuff. <laughs> I wish he had mentioned that he, w- he had worked at FedEx back in his country. Because then he could have been one of the characters in Russia in the beginning. <laughs> he could have. Uh, little Easter egg. He did. He, a, he did a couple of Russian. He did. I mean, he also. Uh, this beginning of this movie reminds me of my beloved Bridge of Spies. Um, mm, oh, yeah. Russia for much of the movie, he he was on a whole run of these Russian. He liked these Russian tales. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because there are only so many World War II movies you can make. Yeah. So then you have to move on to the next thing, which is the Cold War. Yeah. Yes. And then. Joe, nope. And then he already did Forrest Gump, so he covered Vietnam. Vietnam, and then he did. He actually did do a an Iraq. Kind of a coded Iraq movie with the Charlie Wilson's uh, War, remember that movie? right? Which nobody. Oh, that was such a great yeah. movie. That was a cool, yeah. that was an interesting movie. You know what I remember about Charlie Wilson's War? Uh-huh. What? No. no. Okay, so I remember exactly one thing: is there's a scene in in that movie where Julia Roberts is doing her mascara, 
and she and her mascara, her eyelashes get stuck together and she takes a needle and she separates them. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) this is a thing people do. It's to show you how badass and together she is. Yeah. She's yeah. It's a great movie. Great character detail. Really good. Also, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is Philip Seymour Hoffman is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, buddy. R.I.P. R.I.P. God, he would have been good um, in Castaway. Oh, that'd been a great part. This is really like, a great part. Oh, As Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> oh yeah, he could have shot me. Sorry. Oh gosh. Um, I'm stuck on an island. <laughs> like you just see him yelling, like <laughs> to no one, with his hands up in the air, like. <laughs> And I just wiping totally... his bangs out of his face, just like <laughs> walking off, <laughs> just being like, "Yeah, but I could see that. I could see a studio being like, here's the thing, though. Like for certain markets, we're gonna have to release it with talking Wilson. So we have all this dialogue that we wrote for Wilson that we need to record, and then." Uh, it's Tim Allen, yeah. so they just yeah. do a crossover yeah. of Toy Story. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so bad. Yeah, but that, I mean, in another world, in another world. Um, so yes, before we get into the range of how long the uh, actual movie Castaway is, we should get to my MPA rating. And Brian, because you are a parent, you can weigh in on this one. Uh, it's the Mama Panic Attack Assessment. So are there, are there any things in this movie that kind of like jarred me or made me think about things a little differently than before I had kids and this one I definitely watched at some point in the past and um yeah I think I already said it was that I I really I think I would give it probably a PG because it 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 has to do I think with a very particular idea of like once you have a kid, you've made a different kind of commitment that nothing else really can compete with, um, which is an interesting implication in the end of this movie. And then also, how do I teach my child to um, be able to survive uh, plane crashes? Um, but yeah, hmm. it's 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 pretty it's a pretty easy watch, except for all the plane crashing. If you're uh, if you're in a stressed out mood, maybe skip to the coconut cracking parts <laughs> skip the P- skip the plane crash PG. if you're All too right. stressed out okay. yeah. i will I, I would like to just say that my friend uh john reynolds who's a, a writer friend who lives in new york he mm-hmm. watched he he um he had his kid over for a sleepover with some friends maybe mm-hmm. two or two or three years ago when his kid was nine mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of nine years old and they watched castaway mm-hmm. and they freaked out the plane crash the survival, the uh, suicide references, all of it freaked the kids out to the point where he's like, he called me to vent like people are upset because I had their kids watch Castaway, like as wow. if he was somehow justified. And I was like, dude, no, I would never show that to a nine year old. Like, what are you, are you insane? <laughs> yeah. It's just so, very, wow. very scary for a kid. I yeah. would show this movie to a nine year old. Yes, I but would, uh, you've talked about the movies you watched when you were nine. <laughs> this movie would, this movie, I would freaking love this movie as a nine-year-old. Yeah, kidding? this is a great choice for a nine-year-old. I stand by it. All right, kids need to yeah. see it at some point. Get a, get a plant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd show it to my plant. Oh, did yeah, I say kid? I meant plant. plant. Yeah, but did you have a did you have a rating for your for your personal parent? Not for whether or not you showed to kid, but for yourself. Is anything changed in it since you started watching it pre-kid? 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't have that fantasy. Like to me, to be alone on the island, I just think how horrible it would be yeah. to miss them and for them to think I was dead. Like I, that, that's one of those things that I think about often. Like when I almost get in a car accident or something, like how sad it would be for my kid if I died. Like it's one of those things. If yeah. I start talking about right now, I'll start crying because it's like it yeah. really messes with my head in a way that I never would have understood pre-kid. Yeah, that is a that's a very strange and unique thing. As you stop worrying about your own death, you start worrying about the impact of your death. Hmm. Yeah, but Tom Hanks doesn't worry like that because, you know, whatever. He barely proposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. This guy didn't even propose. Come on. You know what? They could have made it even more complicated. Is that she was pregnant when he left, and so there's like a like a four-year-old kid when he returns, oh, but has a stepdad. And it's just like, well, I can't dismantle this family, but this is your kid, but... That would be a ooh. much... I, that would be... That would be a heavier movie. I think that's yeah. a cool... Like, that's that's that a cool be, plot yeah. thing to add to it, yeah. Who's this guy? My dad's Chris Knopf. That's not your real father. Yeah. No. And yeah. he's like, yeah. my kid's not cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My kid's a dentist. He's a oh, five-year-old no. dentist. Oh, no. My kid's a nerd. Oh, <laughs> oh no. My um, kid is, with, I'm trying to do it with a fake Russian accent, but, but I can't do it. <laughs> You'd be like, you're you're being an anti-dentite about my son. Yes. Like uh, let's rate a Castaway here on a scale of one to four, something specific to this movie. Here at Mama Needs a Movie, we don't believe that there's a universal criterion, a universal rating system. Every movie sort of has to be judged on its own terms and so yes. we're, we're going to rate a castaway on a scale of one to four uh ann and i'll go first in our ratings but brian finkelstein your rating will be the official rating of castaway for this and all other programs uh this is it this is definitively uh, the rating we figured it out uh we're calling it this whatever you rate it is the actual rating uh, as, what it are we gonna, be. as it should be uh what are we going to rate castaway on a scale of uh uh you know i mean you got wilson's volleyball uh, you know, just sitting you, we right there. You can't do it on Wilson. Okay, it's too obvious. What's what's wasn't there another Wilson in something? Uh, another Wilson. Owen Wilson. Every Owen Wilson movie has a exactly. Wilson. Exactly. Yeah. Owen um, Wilson saying, "Wow." Wow. <laughs> um, we could. Oh, I thought. Yeah, Owen Wilson's. Why not rate on Owen Wilson's? <laughs> yeah, character is not in the movie. Yeah. Well, or we could rate it on uh, whale whales. Oh, I like I like, I like the whale. whale yeah, I like the whales. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the whale, not the not the whale, Brendan Fraser, but uh, whales. Yeah. <laughs> what if it had Brendan Fraser swiping back? <laughs> this is the best essay I've ever read. <laughs> um, okay, God, I, I hated I'll, the whale. Oh, oh God, no way! way. <laughs> I hated that movie so much. I want to talk about that movie about another podcast some point, please. The worst movie uh, ever made in the oh history of movies. <laughs> You'd come back. Maybe come back next week for like a one-year anniversary of the whale. Oh, that would God, be good. I, it makes me mad. All right, sorry. We I do have an mad. episode about it, and there's a lot of like, like hate. Man, this is not. This is not good. Oh this yeah, is not good. Uh, I'll gladly go first on Castaway. I, uh, Castaway is, I think, it's one of those studio movies that like endures over time. I think that uh, it's like I'm saying, it's like Shawshank Redemption. It's like Robinson Crusoe. It's like The Count of Monte Cristo, where you can you, these are these are extreme situations, but they apply to uh, to to an everyday person because you can relate metaphorically to it. I also want to say that Zemeckis 
is like, I think in this movie is trying out something interesting, which is really putting you in these scenes subjectively in a really interesting way. It's like, I've seen a million plane crashes in movies and not seen one that puts you in the plane crash or puts you on the wave or puts you in these situations. And it's a great talent that Zemeckis has that I don't think he's really appreciated for. I think like when we see like a, a, an Alfonso Cuaron do it, we say, oh, that's really artistic. And with Zemeckis, we go, oh, whatever, that's a Hollywood pop movie. But I think he's, I, I think this movie's like, just uh, so expertly uh, uh, directed. Um, uh, it's just that woman at the beginning of the and, and the end. It's just, for me. This is a three. It's a three point seven five whale movie. For for the tramp stamp artist, I just can't handle that woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But otherwise, otherwise, I think it's like a really great movie. So so it's 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 three whales and point uh, seven five of the whale. Is what you're giving it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's four or... <laughs> whales minus the 0. 0.75. Yeah, yeah. Minus the whale. Minus whale. the 0.25. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I did the math incorrectly. Um, yeah. I think uh, watching this movie, I was like, oh, this is the movie that instead of like, you know, all the, the dads love, oh, yeah, we all watched uh, Indiana Jones. We all watched, uh, you know, The Godfather or something like a generation of of kind of like, uh, nostalgic watching. It's like, yeah, this is this is the movie that probably every single dad I know has watched, and is you know like that. Like I grew up with with a dad who watched war movies, and so I think of that as like that's the dad thing you do. Um, this feels like, oh yeah, we're coming around on twenty three years ago, and this is very much like a. It has become a, I think, a classic of like very effective American filmmaking. And Robert Zemeckis is kind of like, he's a little scarier than Spielberg. He's not as homey. There's something a little more lonesome and creepy about his movies, especially um, the, uh, like this and Flight is like, they're, they're harder. Like there's something about them that feels like more things could happen in them, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then he brings it all the way back to like, you know, monologue about everything you learned. Um, so it's safe, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit crazy. And I really appreciate that in American movies where it's like every once in a while you can make something that seems kind of nuts. And then it it has kind of a point about like, maybe we shouldn't be so obsessed with these external things um, and should kind of consider like, you should have stayed home. You should have just gotten married and been a regular guy instead of uh, being so obsessed with work. So that's why I don't work enough or make enough money is because of Castaway. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think, I mean, I think it's a, it's an excellent movie, but I agree. Uh, it's disappointing to see him uh, attracted to such a bad artist. So I'd give this three point, mm, I guess three point, there's some parts of it that are very, very cheesy and very like sh sh telling instead of showing. So maybe 3.5, but a classic. 3.5 classic. 3.5 classic. A, cl a 3.5 classic. Some movies are yeah. 3.5 classics. So yeah, I think the, it looks The TBS genre. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I like Shawshank better. Anyway, yeah. Okay, uh, Brian, uh, uh, your turn. I don't know. I feel like I changed listening to you guys. Um, I don't think I hate the tramp stamp uh, lady as much as you guys do. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the reason for the device, but the broadness of it is sometimes annoying. I keep thinking about the plane crash, though, and the sound of outside mm-hmm. when the metal bends and then going under the water and how, like what you said, Ryan, about it puts you in a plane crash in a way that I can't think of another movie that does. Yeah. That being said, um, there are some really broad because I also keep thinking it's like it is the everyman, it is that all American, the dads, as you're saying, but it's it's not quite Frank Capra, Johnny Stewart, like uh truth. There there's there's great moments of truth about the relationship, about how you you can be in love and and it's real, but virtually we're all alone, you know, at the end of the day. And like people move it, she moved on. She and she had to. We can get over anything. To me, that's the heartbreaking part of this movie is like, I, I find it heartbreaking that he didn't just walk out of the house after Helen Hunt was with that guy, say goodbye to her and drive his car off a cliff. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to live or that she didn't like just pine for him the rest of her life. Like, I feel like everyone, like and that message is so big in that movie to me and it's so powerful. And I've thought about it so much that I have to give it uh, um 3.8 Brendan Fraser's. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there you hear it. You hear it. That's, that's, that's a near perfect movie. This is, this is a classic, this is a, it's a classic three point movie. I mean, this is where, you know, this is a, this is a, it is a TBS holiday. movie though. That's well oh, said. It totally is. Yeah. And I think it's a great, it is a holiday movie. I, I, I think it's, it's great for throwing on in the holidays. Yeah. But not nine year olds. Got it. Definitely not nine-year-olds. I'm showing it to nine-year-olds. I don't care. Now, I'm going to show a serious man to my daughter. That's what we're watching every year. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this episode is like, airing what's on... Happening? What's happening? Let's see, what's today? Tuesday? I like um, Bruce to see the, the wood chipper scene in Fargo over and over. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my favorite scene to show. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is very parental at the end where she's like, why are you doing... Why? 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 <laughs> Very, like why accents. did you hit your brother like, <laughs> why <laughs> um brian finkelstein thank you so much for joining yes, us happy hanukkah uh, on because this, this will air yeah. during hanukkah and during the behemoth that is christmas uh so um you know what this is a hanukkah happy movie holidays. also because he uh there's a mir- there's a there's a fire miracle in it there is like he manages to, to it stays it stays lit there you go but it's a non-jewish dentist so it kind of goes down a little bit i know yes. what is going on with that <laughs> uh, right, well thank you both very much it was it's always a blast on the way out yeah, is there anything um that you that you wish to plug any any messages to send to the world uh this uh, uh this december um not really be nice to each other you jerks yeah. there you go all right. All right. Yeah. That's that's good advice for the holidays or anytime. Um, if you want to be really nice to us, um, can you please uh, follow, like, comment? Comments on iTunes are really helpful for us to help, uh, you know, prove that it's not a waste of time to listen to an episode. Our Instagram is Mama Needs a Movie Pod. And um, we have a Patreon which we have to update. Um, we have a Patreon now. The, the, now this Patreon, 
you know we have several episodes of the of of the patreon so it's not a complete it's yeah. not, it doesn't yeah. it, you're not you're not subscribing to nothing we've been a little bit busy and so i've been having a hard time getting in uh new episodes into the uh into the uh, and's been sick for like 17 yeah. weeks uh yeah. you know so it's been a, it's it's been hectic but uh, we really do want to get back into that if you if you've subscribed and uh, and uh, and you're you're disappointed with the amount of that we've put out uh, uh <laughs> not don't, surprised don't uh. worry <laughs> uh, more, more is coming soon. Uh, but yes. please, so as a way just to show support, uh, uh, give us a little subscription there over at, uh, at Patreon slash Mnom. Yeah, and um, we'll also on Letterboxd, uh, you can also search us, me, but me and and Mama needs a movie all on Letterbox. All on Letterbox. I don't do anything on it, so don't bother with me. But Nan's Ryan got some does reviews. quite a bit. Nan's got some reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a few. But yes, happy holidays to everybody uh, who's celebrating anything. It's a, a complicated season in a number of different ways. And uh, uh, I agree, even though I said uh, I laughed at Ryan, uh, I, I do think that part of what part of what you can do in talking about something you find interesting and having listeners who find something interesting is you're in an artistic conversation and that always makes me feel less lonely to talk to people who feel excited about the same things that I feel excited about and are, are willing to go in depth about those things. And um, so thanks for listening for, gosh, when did we start? 20, 2021. Close to two End years year. ago. Yeah. 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 So yeah. thanks for everybody who's listening and all of our new listeners. Um, yeah. We haven't, we have one more episode of the alone for the holidays. So listen for that. Yeah, that that should be out uh, probably the day after Christmas, and uh, Boxing yeah, Boxing Day. <laughs> but with that big bo- oh boy, we're getting in there in time. What for am I getting for Boxing Day, day Mom? <laughs> yep, you're getting a box. Uh, yeah, and happy uh, happy holidays. If if you're feeling a little lonely, don't worry. Next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. That's right, uh, as they say. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> what do we usually say? I think bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>